0: the Holy Gospel according to St. John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. my God and my Lord. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: You know, there's an old saying that goes, you can measure the length of the sermon by the size of the water bottle. <laughs> the... Well, so that means I can go as long as I want. <laughs> no. Well, this morning, again on this day of Easter resurrection celebration to you who are called and are held in the unimaginable, in the inexhaustible loving hands of God. Grace to you and peace from he who is, and who was, and who is to come, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning I'd ask you all to imagine for a moment that earlier I asked the ushers to pass out crayons and blank sheets of paper to each of you as you entered the sanctuary. And now I am asking of you, draw a picture of peace. What would you draw? Well, don't panic, because this is worship. It's, it's not an interpretive art class. Sigh of relief, yeah. Um, but think about that for a moment. I was thinking, you know, it would really be kind of fun and interesting if we were, say, this afternoon, to go home and just to sketch out a picture of what peace looks like to us, and then bring that next Sunday and share that picture with one other person. How would you draw peace? I raise the question because I think that for many of us, we think about peace against a back screen of those things that have been less than peaceful in our lives. In other words, we tend to think about peace in terms of the absence of something rather than the presence of something. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to turn that around for us this morning and for us to think about what would you put in your picture of peace. You see, there's a story told of a king who offered a great prize to the person who could paint the best picture of peace. You want that paper and crayon back now, don't you? Yeah, I want in on that contest. Well, the contest stirred the imagination of artists everywhere. Paintings from far and wide arrived at the king's door. And as the king looked at all the pictures, uncovering one scene after another, the people of his kingdom would clap and they would cheer. You know, it was kind of like Facebook like and dislike 1.0. See, nothing's really new in this world. Until finally, only two pictures remained. The king pulled the cover off of one. A hush fell over the crowd. It was the picture of a calm lake. And on that lake was the perfect reflection of a beautiful snow-capped mountain. The sky was blue with fluffy white clouds. Along a grassy shore, sheep grazed undisturbed, and it seemed like this was the perfect picture of peace. And the crowd thought, this is the winner. Remember, there was still one more painting, wasn't there? So the king uncovered the final painting. And the crowd gasped in surprise. Now this picture, too, had a mountain. But this mountain was rugged and bare and raw. And above that mountain was not a blue sky, but was an angry sky filled with pouring rain and cut by streaks of lightning. A foaming waterfall tumbled down the side of that mountain. And so clear was that image that you could almost feel its cold and penetrating spray. Well, this picture didn't look peaceful at all. But when the king looked more carefully at the picture, he saw that a small bird had built a nest in the branch of one of the trees. And this branch was reaching out in the direction of that roaring waterfall. Yet in the midst of that rush of angry water, there sat a mother bird on her nest, undisturbed by all that was going on around her. She was in perfect peace, You see, it wasn't the storm that raged around her, but it was the eggs which laid beneath her that held her close. Her peace was found in what was present rather than what was lacking. Peace be with you. The doors were shut, the shutters latched against their frames, and a storm raged beyond the walls of their dwelling, every bit as real as the storm that raged on in their hearts. They huddled in fear and in the shadows as the storm whipped around them, a storm far more terrifying and lethal than any storm of nature, for this, this was a storm whipped wild by fear and sin and guilt and the power lust of humanity. Peace be with you. But there was no peace here. As their hopes were dashed in the death of their Lord and Master. There was no peace here as they strained their ears to hear the first sounds of the temple guards whom they imagined were en route to arrest them. There was no peace here in the half-darkness as each pondered their own betrayal, their own doubts their own denials of their master in those moments when he seemed to have needed them most. Yet there is a movement, there is a breath, there is a person in their midst and a voice to this person saying, Peace be with you. Shalom. Alakim. It was the evening of that first day of the week. The resurrection. Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved had witnessed the stone rolled away, the empty tomb, and all the disciples had heard the unbelievable news of Mary, that she had seen the Lord and spoken to him and he to her, but it was just too much. It was too much to believe, and chaos brewed amongst them and within them, and there was no peace. Well, on this second Sunday of the Easter resurrection, the tradition to our gospel from John is to lean into the conversation around Thomas, unbelieving Thomas, and Thomas, lack of faith. Yet what stirs within me and what shouts to me from these verses Is not so much about what is lacking here, but about what is being given. Hear these words again Peace be with you. You see, these are and these were very familiar words, and perhaps sometimes we overlook the familiar. Shalom Aleichem. As new wine in new wineskins. In the light of the resurrection, a tomb and a cross now bare. These words become for us more than a greeting, more than a blessing. You see, they are affirmation. They are proclamation to us of changed relationships, of changed circumstances, of changed lives and hearts. Peace be with you. You see, the tear which first occurred in the Genesis garden has been mended. The weight of sin lifted. Forgiveness proclaimed. Reconciliation is no longer the exception. It is now the norm. There is a fullness and the assurance of the unwavering love of God flowing through your hearts. These are your words. Peace be with you. You know, I've often wondered, what did the disciples feel in hearing these words and in seeing their Lord standing before them? I wonder, if they, did they feel calm? Did they feel reassured? Did they feel a wholeness and a new togetherness like they'd never known before? I wonder if they were a little less anxious about what still might have been approaching outside the door of that house. I wonder if they were a lot more excited about who was standing with them on the inside. Well, John doesn't tell us. But what John does give witness to is the fact that three times in the context of coming to the disciples, assuring them of the reality of his resurrection. Three times, Jesus speaks, peace, 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 be with you. You see, in the darkened rooms of our fears through the closed doors and the shuttered windows of our woundedness. This is the gift of the resurrected Christ. Life-giving and life-filling, doubt-diminishing and courage-stirring. These are the words which are people-healing and world-uniting. Peace be with you. My friends, this is the proclamation. This is the invitation to have us once more play and splash in the pool waters of our baptism. This is the invitation for us to reach out our hungry hands and hungry hearts to eat and to drink once more at the table of our Lord's invitation to open ourselves to the embrace of His love, to open our arms and our lives to the embracing and restoring peace of Christ to those in our lives, to those in our world. You know, there's going to be storms around us But his word to us is that he mends and he builds and he binds a centeredness, a confidence, and assurance. Jesus plants peace within us. As you share the peace of Christ today to those around you, I invite you to know and to believe that what you share today is God-given, God-holy. This is a life-changing gift. It's given by the Savior who has died for you and who now lives for you. In Christ you are filled with His peace. Share His peace-filledness with those that you hold sacred in your lives, with those with whom you share the journey of faith, and with a world that hungers and cries for the peace Christ has given you. Thanks be to God. Amen.